Hey everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64 And I am Big Nkrumah. And we are your gamer friends. Gamer friends. Yes. This week we're logging on with the Fortnite Cube, the Oculus, Super Mario Party, Life is Strange 2, KFC Gaming. Yikes. Ugh. News about the new Nintendo Switch. Sims 4, of course. A rumored Harry Potter game, Abracadabra. Stop that. I don't know what, you know. Stop it right now. And some Telltale updates. These past two weeks in Nerdum, we are covering New York Comic Con, kind of, with all the new DC stuff, including the Aquaman trailer and Birds of Prey news. We're also talking Netflix reviving the Chronicles of Narnia, Dumbledore definitely being gay in Fantastic Beasts 2. Okay. The Dark Phoenix trailer, the Into the Spider-Verse trailer, and Venom. Which I guess wasn't as shitty as we thought it was going to be. Depending on who you ask. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that. And in the home screen, we're talking Forza Horizon 4 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Finally this week, we're going into party chat with my very first narrative segment. Woo-woo! Very excited. Very exciting. I'm very excited. Yes. So As you should be. I, well, like we said last week, everyone's excited because I'm excited. Yeah, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's, Let's log on. Log on. So there's Fortnite Cube. What's uh? I'm not keeping up with Fortnite at all, so I don't know what's, what's going on. So season six launched, and yes. all that happened was that the cube went into the lake, and then it made some things float, and now you can kind of like act like a ghost a little bit. You can act like a ghost. You can kind of like... Um, Float? Like blink in Destiny. Um, oh. You can like teleport kind of. Okay. Is that it? They made this whole big thing about a cube and that's the only thing that you can do with it. I'm sure it's not the only thing. I, it's what I observed. Oh. From my very minimal Fortnite paying attention. Well, I guess we will find out more at some point. No, I think it's just going to be for the season and they're going to do something else. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep I'll keep an eye on Fortnite. For keep you. an eye on. I don't play Fortnite. It's not my game. I just can't avoid it. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. So I'll keep playing it for whatever reason. Anyway, Oculus mobile version. I'm hearing. Yeah, it is a fully mobile version of Oculus. You don't need to be plugged into a super high-end computer anymore. You don't need a console. It's just kind of wireless uh, and connected to, you know, something. I don't I don't exactly know uh, how it works. Um, but, but connected by magic. The point is that, you know, before you kind of were tethered to the device that was powering your headset, and right. now you are no longer tethered. There's that sounds a, dangerous. <laughs> it's ready for people to like walk out of their houses. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are certain <laughs> games that it's probably best played out in the open like that. I hope not. Um, I hope no one is developing a game like that. <laughs> I hope they are. Um, anyway, I, it is going to be a graphical downgrade. Like there are pros and cons to doing this. Right. If I were going to get a VR headset, it probably would be a pro for me to be able to do this. Mm, that's true. I, Did it have a price I think point I'd yet? rather I think I'd rather have worse graphics. Um I didn't see what the price was going to be. I'm not sure if they've released that yet at least as the, as of the recording of this. Okay. Hmm. I'm curious to see if one of these bigger brands are going to like be competitive with PlayStation's much 
much more affordable headset. But we'll see. We will find out. Yeah, I probably will not be getting into the VR game for a while. Um, there's just not enough that yeah. I think is, you know, a must play. Yeah, I feel you. It's a cool arcade thing for me. True. For now. Hmm. Eventually, I'm sure it'll be ubiquitous, but we're not, not there yet. yet. We're not there. <laughs> we might be getting closer, though, with uh, Google Stream. <sighs> it was only a matter of time. I think I've said... Oh, I did. I remember on this very podcast saying, ugh, I don't care what Google's doing because Google only does search engines well, and when they try to do other shit, it's not good. I might have to eat those words. You might have to. Um, oh. As creepy as it is to me, I I still don't know how I would feel about playing with Google. It's clearly proving <laughs> that the technology is there. So Google Stream was announced and launched all within the last week. And essentially what it is, is a fully streaming game platform that does not require high-end graphics. Like, you you don't need a graphics card to play this game because everything is coming from the server. Everything is streamable. So the only requirement for this is that you have a fast enough internet connection, which is, you know, above of average speed. Yeah. But apparently people were still able to do it over Wi-Fi, which is still yeah. amazing. Sometimes it's, even Netflix be fucking up. Everything that I have heard about this is that it 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 really rivals a console experience. The console experience is better, but it's not so much better. It's just like the Oculus situation. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's not gonna be as graphically good but it's not going to be so much worse that it's really you know a bad thing yeah i mean it just sounds like a lot of stuff is going to become a lot more accessible like having basically like a a streaming laptop that you can do all your chromebook yeah all the you you know buy a chromebook for like school and now you can also play triple a games on it and recall on this show we covered the Ubisoft execs comments that That's maybe right. at some point in the future there will be some, you know, linear or in some way open world Assassin's Creed universe where you can jump from area to area mm-hmm. and you know maybe you pay a subscription fee and every year there's a new, you know, area slash game. Yeah. Instead of, you know, a, a physical disc every time. So it it seems interesting to me that the very first AAA game that is available on Google Stream is Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see. I feel like this is this is the technology that we're moving toward, and I'm willing to bet that we're gonna see some specs for the new Xbox console, and it is going to be heavily relying on this kind of technology or at least be able to utilize it. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft is like, you know, the biggest computer company, I think, out of like the three, you know, leading consoles. So if anyone's going to be able to figure it out, it's going to be them. So I'm glad I own Xbox. Although you didn't say Nintendo just then, I will shout out that Super Mario Party released (laughs) on Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. The Switch. Um, To really rave reviews. Well, everyone loves Mario Party. Yeah, I... I haven't played it in a very long time. I think the last time I played Mario Party was eight. What are we on now? I don't think it's called Mario. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think there's a number anymore. I think it's just super. I think I read a numbers. Yeah. Wow. What are they, Apple? <laughs> anyway, um, I would 
you know, be more encouraged to go out and get this console. And I still plan on it for Smash. But now there's this rumor that there is a new model coming out next year. And if there's going to be an updated model with better graphics or whatever, I would rather just wait. Like, I don't want to buy it twice. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, it's just a rumor, though. I mean, it it's a rumor, but it's also like, mm, it's probably going to come out. Like that kind of rumor. I mean, it seems logical. You remember what they did with the Wii and the Wii U. Oh, God. I try to forget, actively forget what they did with the Wii and the subpar Wii U console. I mean, what I agree mess. that it was subpar, but I mean, it was fine. Fine is an adjective. Maybe not the one I would use, but teach their own. Hmm. <laughs> Um, also shouting out Life is Strange 2 that came out. I am so, uh, busy in my gaming life right now that I don't have time for it, but yeah, no. I think maybe over the holidays I should be able hmm. to get some Life is Strange 2 in. I gotta finish the first one. Hmm. I played it on Chase's PlayStation. Looked beautiful. You should figure that out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be back over there for the holidays. So maybe I'll just, you know, I get that finished. I gotta get Detroit becoming, nope, sorry, Detroit become a dream mm-hmm. <laughs> all robots matter now what wait no it was all lives matter from stop it <laughs> just stop it <laughs> lord have mercy speaking about the good lord oh yeah we gonna need jesus for this one <laughs> I, i'm done kfc gaming first off I know nothing about this. And I, you know, I kind of don't want to look into this. Also, I just want to put it out there. I am a Popeyes hope. Popeyes is definitely better. Popeyes is better. That's true. You do need like a gallon of strawberry soda just to ingest one of them biscuits. But they're they're good. really good. They're really good. Hot. That's the thing. We are really good biscuits, but <laughs> you know, you be. <laughs> Yeah. Drinking down the, uh, you know, it's swallowing shit. It's hard. <laughs> to the point. To the point. <laughs> um, a Twitter account popped up this week that said KFC Gaming. Um, <laughs> what the? Oh. No. No, no, no. I don't like to look at this. I don't like to look, I don't, I don't like to look at that. I. You Is know what it just reminds a- me of? It reminds me of when they had that yes. chicken dinner thing and black people were just yes. shy of being called a nigger on Twitch. What do you mean shy? They were basically being called nigger on Twitch with emotes. How the racism, it just evolves. So a verified Twitter account called KFC Gaming tweeted that KFC Gaming was coming soon. Um, given that they have a history with an emote on Twitch where there was a bucket of fried chicken and it did not end well, I do not understand why they were trying to push this narrative. I would understand Mountain Dew Gaming, Doritos, yes, Doritos. Gaming, Pizza Hut Gaming. Domino's. Monster. I don't go grab a bucket of KFC and sit down to play video games because the grease will be all over my control. That's right. Apparently, though, I did see something about, oh, this is a while ago, and I didn't think made substantial news. We never talked about it. But a controller that that could 
you know. You That's disgusting. It. it is It is disgusting. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And if I am going to get grease on my beautiful white controller, it's going to be Popeye's grease. It's not going to be KFC <laughs> grease. I'm sorry. It's not going to be KFC uh, Well, I'm, I'm not really interested. I'm not hopeful. I am nervous about, <laughs> about what this is going to involve what it what is in store i am decidedly not looking forward to it at all i concur with your nerves hmm. um, thank you i'm probably equally nervous about the fact that robert kirkman's studio skybound is taking over the walking dead for telltale are niggas getting hired back or we don't know yet Mm. we don't know if they're gonna take back everyone or if they're gonna take back anyone at all you know what that sounds like that sounds like contracts that sounds like freelancers that sounds like (laughs) not giving people actual wages and it'd be like well the game is done and now we're gonna make all this money off it but fuck all you who worked on it that's what that sounds like to me I do think that that's a legitimate fear. I know that there has been an expression that they want all of the folks who are working on the game originally to come over and and to help out. But I agree with you. It's probably going to end up being contract work. These are not going to be long-term positions. So they're still getting fucked over. But I think this is more of a consolation prize to to fans of the series who were, you know, really wanting to finish out the story. We've Mm. been following the same character for two full seasons now. Um, I haven't played any of the third season because of all of this. And Mm -hmm. as I previously mentioned, I don't have enough time. Um, But I wanted to get to it. Uh, It is really good, I think. So I would like to see what happens. I'm just really hoping that Robert Kirkman and his team don't get a hold of the script. Do you know who he is? Uh, yeah, he is one of the like the comic book writers for The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. So the game is not, you know, a ray of sunshine. It is also bleak and dark, just like the subject matter. Mm-hmm. But there is something much more deeply brutal about the comic book, even than the mm. TV show. Mm, yeah. And I just really hope that he doesn't you know, influence the ending too much. <laughs> like, let's just make this really sad. Yeah, like, I I kind of hope that folks get at least somewhat of a happy ending. I know mm. that it's not going to be a happy ending, but, like, you know, can apocalypse. we give them an island with a farm? We'd love an island with a Fuck, I would love an island with a farm right now. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I totally agree. You know what a farm on an island sounds like to me? Hmm. Sounds like, you know... Like life, but maybe an imagined life, maybe a a simulated life. I see. I see where you're going. Do you? I do. Um, Yeah, so The Sims has news. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I'm going to make a theme song about it. Be like, what oddly specific thing is going on with Sims 4? I'm making a theme song for it. Next episode. (laughs) I hate that idea, and I don't think you should do that. I think it's great. Um... Anyway, what's going on in The Sims 4? Well, we have not been able to shape the terrain in The Sims 4, which has always been a thing. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So well, you can, like, make mountains, or you could have, you Make know, an island with a farm home. on it. Yes, you can make an <laughs> island with a farm on it. That's true. So you can't do that in The Sims 4. Everything is pre-made. The world is very static, and they create all of them. There's no create a world like there has been previously. That's whack. 
So for us to be getting terrain tools is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we could do a lot more with the new architecture features, mm-hmm. the house building features that they have, yes. if you were able to manipulate the terrain. Now, right. some builders have gotten really good at making it look like the terrain is manipulated by, like, using rocks and stuff to cover foundation uh, to make things look like it's built into the side of a mountain or something. But mm-hmm. now you can actually make the mountain. So that's a big deal. And they're giving everyone a free new career, like a style fashion advice person, um, like, a, like a stylist. I guess. So... Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, yeah. So now you can be Jonathan Van Ness's job in the in the Sims. Blessed be. Last to Cedric, but certainly not least to anyone at all. <laughs> other wow. than him. What a what a read. There is an incredible Harry Potter video game rumor. Rumor. I have long alleged. I have long been on the record with my desire for a Harry Potter RPG. The world is ripe for exploration, and that is why, despite Johnny Depp and all of his problematic bullshit, the Fantastic Beasts series of movies is so exciting to me because it is finally a story that can largely take place outside of the confines of the canon of the universe, and an RPG would do the same thing. So having a full-on character customization screen, not like that bullshit pocket game, the mobile game that came out that is terrible and is com- complete is a complete money grab. No. I'm talking about like The Witcher 3 of Harry Potter or something like that. Oh, oh, we're <laughs> wow, we're putting it up there. I like, mean, The Witcher that's 3 what I don't want. forget is the greatest game <laughs> of, of all time. All of all time. time. Of all time. All time. <laughs> don't forget of all fucking Time. Okay. Game so of all of the generations. It is It is the best game that's ever been made by any human being. Yes. Um, <laughs> I get it. I would like a Harry Potter game that has a ton of quests, that you are your own person. Your own person. Like, Harry is fucking dead in the ground, and it's way after them, or it's way before. That's, that's what I heard. Too. I heard it was like 19th century Hogwarts, I mean, I think. that's perfectly fine with me. Obviously, you can't go all the way back. I mean, you could go to the founding, but like, it's not like you can play with any time period that you want. Um, but whatever, you know, I'll I'll play whatever. Anyway, this this rumor is not just like a text rumor. That's why I'm so animated about this. And so yeah, excited. yeah. There was a there was a video. It was like a preview of a trailer. It was like the beginnings of an E3 announcement trailer. That's what it looked like to me. Where did it come from? How did we get it? I don't some know. Some mysterious source on Reddit was just like, no, it was I have some, the goods. It was some like bullshit third-party website that no one's heard of before. So, mm. you know, it, it is a little sketchy. so legit. It is a little sketchy, but the trailer, despite being blurry... It just looked too professional. It looked too polished. Like, that would be a lot of time for a well-sophisticated fake. Like, to do this and to not get any credit for it, just to spin someone's wheels, 
What I think is that it's a studio that is maybe getting pushback and wants to stoke the public interest so that the game developer will understand, like, oh, we actually need to prioritize this. People oh, want so you, this. It was a leak. I think it was it an was inside. He think it was an inside. I job. think it was a leak. I think it's legit, and then it was a leak, and that's what I hope and I pray. Because if that game ever comes out and it's what I'm describing and it's what I want, you'll never fucking see me again. Fair enough. I will be completely engrossed if my obsession with Odyssey is any prediction of how I will react to a well-constructed RPG game and it's in my favorite fictional universe literally you'll never see me again (laughs) I will be it will be bad well that sounds really intense and it sounds like you will really enjoy this and now to keep the world balanced we must talk about things that do not give us excitement hmm. in this past two weeks in nerddom hmm. aquaman hmm. i just want to say it is very interesting and telling to me that they had to give so much away in, <laughs> in this trailer could you imagine like Mark Ruffalo almost being fired for accidentally streaming the audio of Thor Ragnarok. And they're just giving away half the film for free. There's no guessing about what this film is about anymore. No. And it's not even that you don't vaguely know what the plot point... Like, they literally, I think, give you the plot twists in this trailer. Yeah. It doesn't look good. I am still not interested. And... I don't want to talk about it anymore. Hmm. Titans. Got a second season. Did the without, first one even come out yet? No. Without the first episode even coming out. Apparently everyone's like, uh, it might, I don't think it's going to be that bad. They're saying that like, you know, what we saw was like at the beginning and they're going to look different. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all are not Marvel. This is not Daredevil. I can like put up with Daredevil not being in a, not being comic accurate, which is a stretch. I'm using that in a, Okay. Liberally here, because uh-huh. the first suit was comic, whatever. Not being comic, act, or maybe not comically, comic recognizable within the first season of his show. Canon. True to canon, maybe. True to, you know, like a fan would be like, oh, okay, like he's donned like the all black before. But maybe like someone who isn't would be like, where, where are the horns? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, okay. you, you know, I'm, it, it's sure. a stretch. This is a stretch. Okay. It's a stretch. Um, I can, you know, they're Marvel. They can do literally whatever. They killed. They did. I'm gonna, uh. I'm gonna spoiler <laughs> that. I'm just gonna bleep it out because I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, Titans, however, does not. I don't think has that liberty. You know, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not saying like that. The backlash that the fans has was appropriate, but also it's like. What did y'all really expect? It's two separate things. The backlash was not about the quality or supposed quality of the trailer that we were given. The backlash ended up being very specific about the black actress in the show. Well, not... Yes, her. Because she didn't look comic accurate. But then a lot of people were saying, well, none of the other characters did either. Like, Raven doesn't. But none of the other characters got driven off of Twitter. No, no. And, like, that's not... I'm not, like... 
we talked about this. It's not me I like trying to like. I'm li- I'm actually literally saying I'm separating the two issues. Like being really furious and upset about like the the fact that it's not comic accurate is different. Mm-hmm. Is legitimate and different from taking it out on the actress, which so many people ended up doing. Okay. Yes, I agree with all that. I don't know. I just feel like this show. They're just like begging us to watch it and. Aren't you going to have to pay extra to watch it too? It's, it's like on their DC streaming service. I don't know. I'm, ho- I'm sure they're going to be like, here's a free week. Here's a free month or whatever. I don't know. I just, I'm like, I think also like for me, a big part of why I'm not interested is the tone is just so fucking not what the animated series was. <laughs> right. It's just like, death, murder, <laughs> fuck Batman. And I'm like, this is literally not what I came here for. <laughs> <laughs> so like whatever I whatever I don't I don't what's the next thing I don't give a fuck about this well I, I, was I, will, gonna... I will I will I will watch the first episode if it is available for free somewhere legitimate that's it okay that's how I'm gonna get me to watch that's it that's it so I was just gonna say that this is a large part of what came out of New York Comic Con for DC um there weren't Many other major pop culture-y kind of announcements. There were a yeah, lot no. of comic-specific things that I think are probably even too nerdy for our audience to talk about. Or for me, to be honest. <clears throat> I'll keep it real. I am excited for the new Spider-Man comic that's about to come out, though. Okay. Anyway, um, to continue with the DC news, Rosie Perez is going to be joining the cast of Birds of Prey. That's exciting. Which is very exciting to me, too. I like Rosie Perez. Um, She generally picks good things to be in. Mm -hmm. So if she's saying it's okay, then, you know. We're going to find out. She's not Will Smith. She doesn't have that kind of track record. He does. It's like for every, he's like 50-50. Like you don't know if the film is going to be good or not. I don't even know if it's that high. When, like, I knew that Suicide Squad wasn't going to be good. And when we found out that Will Smith was going to be in it, I was like, that doesn't change anything. No. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, he got Suicide Squad. He has uh, Wild Wild West. The After Earth one with his son. Yeah, that superhero one. Hitch. I thought Hitch just was funny. Oh, okay. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've seen that. iRobot, I love. This one of my favorite movies. But some people really hate it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, what was that zombie one that they completely fucked up from the source material? Day at the end day. That one where day. he blew himself up and whatever. <laughs> We're just rolling out with all this. Look, if you haven't seen that, that movie has got to be over 10 years old. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really doesn't. Anyway. Oh, well. I mean, he will is fine. He jumped out of a plane for his 50th birthday. Good for him. Rosie Perez, though. Rosie Perez. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I didn't really see what she's going to be doing, uh, mm. who she's going to be playing, but you know what? I, th- I plan on watching Birds of Prey. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see it. what happens. Transitioning away from DC news. Um, we did talk a little bit about Harry Potter earlier, but to reiterate some news that came out a little bit earlier, um, I am not 
you know, thrilled about this because I have some larger feelings about J.K. Rowling uh, in general right now, and also the way that she's treated backtracking ethnic minority representation as well as sexual minority representation. Like it all was of these there all along. Yeah, her body's always been black. Okay, um, okay, know, girl. Doing all this stuff after the fact, you know. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, oh, I, I, I really am about to go on a political ramp, and I'm going to stop myself. Black witches matter. I'm stopping myself. <laughs> the point being, Dumbledore <laughs> is going to be like you know openly queer in the new movie, and so I think that's a good thing. Um, mm. Still not sure that I can tell anyone to go see it. Uh, not sure if I'm going to go see it myself. Don't worry, you can just wait five years for it to be on, you know, ABC Family. Sorry, Freeform. <laughs> they want to make like five of them. It's going to be, you know, Ugh. a long little journey. Sounds. <sighs> and they can't kill Johnny Depp. That's the thing. He's he's Voldemort. Oh, and I guess they. Damn. Like I even okay. I'm not saying that it's a predicament without an answer. I'm saying that I understand why the studio views it as a predicament. It would be right. like recasting Dumbledore in the third fucking movie, <laughs> which they only did because he died. That's right. I mean, niggas get recast every day. <laughs> Ask they sure do. They sure do. I don't. They could just get Colin Firth back and be like, I don't know why I transformed into that ugly thing for a minute, but here I am, really. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> next. What's next? <clears throat> uh, next is some Marvel stuff. Yay. That's what I love. Let's start with what I don't want to talk about. Dark Phoenix? Yeah. See, you really don't think it's going to be good? I just think it's not going to come out. Yeah, you're still on this <clears throat> on this theory. Explain. Um, I, oh, wait, no, you did talk about this. I'm sorry. You don't have to explain. Did we talk about it on the show? I think so. You were like, oh. We this did new- talk about it yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, whatever. I mean, it's, it's going to come out. I think it's going to hit theaters. I think Fox is going to squeeze out whatever money they can. I just feel like if that's true, that very likely we will see some kind of MCU tie-in at the end. If they bring X-Men into Phase 4, which I have to assume they will, mm-hmm. even if it's not until like 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Before the next Avengers movie, I expect to see an MCU X-Men movie. All right. And if they're going to do that, I if I was Disney, I would lobby that the movie not come out and that it just goes straight to the streaming service. And, you know, that becomes the big draw. Like, I think the theory makes sense. Yeah, but, you know, we don't know what that deal looked like, so we don't know if they can even do that. You know? I mean, yeah, they might not be able to, and and this could be completely off. But I don't know. I I would want to. I would not want to risk the negative exposure of a Marvel character if I was in charge of the MCU. Oh, true. If I was just, I'd just be like, you know, look, I can't control what them last niggas did, but they did it. I would just pay now, them off. Mm, I'd be like, here, take a, a billion. Don't do this. No, a bit. Nigga. Avengers 4 is going to make like three times that much. Are you going to just pay off the... No. 500 million. Look, we're all going to see this movie. We're all going to see them tacky X-Men costumes. We're all going <laughs> to wish that Dark Phoenix wasn't done yet again. <laughs> I love when we didn't actually talk about the trailer. <laughs> What's there to talk about? Doom, destruction, 
Dark Phoenix. Some people are into it. Some people feel like this is going to be a true-to-the-comics recreation. How many times do I have to see Professor X turn to dust? I mean, them, they turned to dust first. They did it first. Do you know that that's going to happen? Happened in the other one. Yeah, but the other one wasn't true to the comics. Oh, whatever. They don't have, it's a movie. They're not supposed to be true to the comics. It's different. It's supposed to be fucking different. Whatever. All right, I'm over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also over Venom. Apparently, people are saying that it is decent. I, I'm not hearing anything that it was like, it's not complete garbage. Here's the thing for a Marvel property that belongs to my favorite constellation of characters. I'm not saying... Not this time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that Spider-Man is my favorite character. I'm saying that my favorite constellation of, like, supporting characters and villains, etc., is Spider-Man. And you need to do a little bit more for a Venom movie than not being complete garbage if you want me to go to spend New York City movie ticket prices to go Mm, see it. Someone has... Standards. I do have standards for Marvel movies. Look, honestly... You know what I also didn't see in theaters? I think... X-Men Apocalypse. No one saw that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I did not go buy a ticket. I still have not even seen it. It is not worth your time. But First Class was so good, and it fell off so fucking hard. It was fine. I liked First Class. It was okay. Okay, whatever. The first two are okay. Yeah, I like they just phase of future past. Okay. Speaking of universes crossing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way that we would like, mm-hmm. there's been a new trailer. The best. The best trailer. Yes. For Into the Spider Verse. Oh, yes. I am excited. I was 100% here for it when I thought it was just a Miles movie. And then I was like, oh, cool. Peter and Spider-Gwen are going to be in it. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. It actually means what it says. Yeah, it's like that terrible Spider-Man game, except this doesn't look terrible. Wait, what? Shattered Dimensions. Oh. Never played it, but it looked like looked like booty. Oh, yeah, what? I haven't played it either, uh, but, you know, it looked like the least booty of all the ones that came up before the one last month. Well, who cares? Because this movie's going to make up for that, and <laughs> it's Miles and his cop dad. <laughs> yeah, made him a cop again. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what's funny? Uh, I actually saw that trailer like the very first trailer before I played the game, and it still did not register to me that they're trying to, like, make his dad a cop. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that either. Maybe they've, like, rebooted him recently, and he is a cop, and I just don't know about it. Hmm. But, yeah, I'm very, very excited for it. I didn't. I also didn't realize it was coming to theaters. I thought it was just going to be What? You thought it was like, no, yeah, no. That's why I was so excited. Theaters. I'm very excited. I want Alamo Draft House, the burger, beer, <laughs> a Sunday. I want the works. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. I think that does it for these past two weeks in nerddom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the home screen. I said it two weeks ago. I'll say it again. Forza. Four. Perfect game. Perfect game. Almost perfect. Oh. It's really fucking good. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if they have any. They made a lot of changes that I really like. Um, so I think I talked about this a little bit before, but in Horizon 3, 
Uh, so you have like, you know, all these races and as you do more races, you get better. And then you have like what's called the showcase races where you're like racing against like a boat or a train or whatever. And like the big event, like milestones. And then once you get through like that main part of, I guess, the story, we'll call it. Um, your like secondary objective is to expand all the festival sites. And the festival sites are just like the like the main hubs in each like general area of the map. And like as you expand them, you get more races, more things, blah, blah, blah. And then you can expand them up to like level five. Hmm. Nice. Uh, um, so this time around, there's only one festival site. You don't have to worry about expanding it at all. You just focus on the racing. So you do all like your showcases. Each showcase is attached to a season so like once you get to like the autumn showcase you you know get to move on to the next the next season winter spring and then for as a life <laughs> i mean no they they don't call it it is summer but like they don't like denote it as like a see they say okay once you once you get once you get past the three showcases and you're in summer they call it for as a life and that's when like your online options open up you get like special you're back in like seasons again and then there's like it's when the game starts is what you're saying yeah yeah it's like your odyssey 15 hours <laughs> <laughs> by the way Except i don't know who said that nearly as long. it does not take 15 hours i, I just want to put that out there all the major pubs said it was 15 hours well i don't agree you've have i put 15 hours into the game i don't think so man I don't know. It was I a three-day weekend. Uh, I don't know. Let's say... Because you've always been playing a lot of Destiny, so... That's true. Let's say liberally I've put 20 hours into it, and I am definitely more than five hours removed from the starter island. Let me just put it that way. But okay. we'll get into that later. Go back to Forza. Um, so you get all that. Uh, the... I think just generally there are like so like so many great changes. Like the sound is great. I don't know. I think I talked about this last week or last time too. But like, you know, you just like hear the gravel rubbing against the car as you pull off. You are oh, fucking hot for that gravel. I am You've like, mentioned it in every group chat we've been I in together. I am super duper. I don't want to say because I think we have children that listen to the show. <laughs> I am very excited. Yes, that's a euphemism. Yes, very excited. For the sound, it like sounds really good. Speaking of sound, the music is amazing. All really all the radio stations really got pumped up. They're all just like miles ahead, no pun intended, of what they were in Horizon 3. Like I I find myself like not wanting to have Spotify on in the background hmm. and just will just enjoy the music that's in there. It's wow. great. Yeah. That's a, a high bar. High bar. High praise. Um, what else? I know we're jumping around a little bit with this, but I do want to say, since you mentioned sound, and I probably won't mention sound in my like <laughs> little clip, I find that to be true for Odyssey, too. At a certain point, Origins and I were so incommunicado with one another that I could put on podcasts while I was going around <laughs> and doing all the side missions. I do it with Destiny now. Map and stuff like that. Yeah, I do it with Destiny now, too. But I'm saying, like, the music in Odyssey is so beautiful and like it might be kind of a stereotype, but it's like so Greek to me as someone who knows nothing about what Greece actually is. Is this, is this cultural appropriation? It, maybe. I maybe. mean, I'm not like, you know, singing Greek hymns. I'm still got fucking Chicago stuck in my head for 
<laughs> for a month straight. Ugh. Anyway, uh, I do just want to say like kudos to the Ubisoft team for putting together an incredible soundtrack for Odyssey. And yeah, just the composers, the scorers. Okay. Fuck the whole. T- no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I just I just wanted to be specific about who we were thinking in this moment. So anyway, get back to Forza. Sorry for yes. the interruption. Yeah, again, again. Oh God, I'm just so excited. The cars, they feel great. They really did a great job of like, because I don't know, it's been so long since I've started Horizon Three that I don't remember my experience like playing it from the first time. But with Four, the starter cars are really good. They're tuned really well. Very like easy and fun to drive like off the bat. Um, and then so like once you you get once you I think I think it's once you get to Forza Life after you finish all the showcases. You get your rewards for like being a Forza fan. So I got like shit from playing two, three, and Motorsport Seven. So then I like hopped in the Mustang GT, and then I was like, "Oh fuck, I can't drive this because it needs to be tuned." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, I was like, "Oh okay, yeah, now now we're here, now we're back." I'm actually been using an, an app. To, cause I don't know, I was like doing the app. I was doing the tuning, like you know, with that video that I talked about when I talked to, when I um talked about doing it in three, and like I'm just putting in equations, and like, I don't fully, fully understand what the fuck I'm doing. So I'm just like, you know what? There's an app for this. Forza Tune Seven. It's only like I think two ninety nine. You can plug in your car, plug in all your stats, and then. It'll give you, like, a good baseline to start with. And I do tune a little bit differently off of that, but you're making the face. I, okay. You bought an app yeah. to use for tuning your gear in the game? Yeah. I guess I would pay for Ishtar Commander if if the developer made us pay for it and it wasn't free with, like, you know... A suggested donation, but I don't know that I would, and I find it interesting that you totally would. I, you know, it's it's just that it's for tuning. It's it's like time consuming because it's not like I'm a car. Like I like I love I do really like cars, but I like don't fully understand like what I'm tuning all the time. Like you know, they give like the little descriptions, and as I do it more and more, I like understand. Like I tweak more and more, I like understand it better. But, you know, at a certain point, it's just like, all right, I'm just putting the numbers in the equation. Actually, and another thing I like about this app is that what those other things didn't take into account in was the weight of the car. Not that I'm like, ooh, this is so much better because it adds another whatever. But I I think it, for me, provides a really good base. And then I can, like, sort of tweak from there, but not... I want to spend time racing. I don't want to spend all my time in menus, especially not as a PC player. Like, just clicking along with the Xbox controller just takes fucking forever. I think I'm just woefully uh, ignorant about how deep the mechanics go in Forza. I mean, so, okay. And I think part of it, too, is how I decide to race, which I will point out that both George and Jack were very impressed that uh, I set a certain difficulty for myself. So let's see if I can remember the list. Um, So there's, like, a whole bunch of options that you can change on your, like, just base difficulty to make the game like easier or harder so like steering you can have like normal steering or assisted steering that'll like the you know the game will like help you with certain stuff and like then there's simulation steering that you know it's less of a 
the game gives you less help. There's like some more physical things that the tires will do based on your steering that you might not feel like if it's like on normal. There's like an automatic braking system that you can turn on and off. Um, you know, the driving line, you can set that to completely off or you can set it to like a, just the braking line. Um, so I actually play with a lot of them off. I do like sim steering, ABS off. The only um, helpers I have on really for the car is just uh, having the braking line on. So I'm like pretty close to, so I'm very close to just playing Forza as like a true simulation. Um, um, and I switched over to, to driving like that when I was like looking up all these like videos on Forza. Like this is how you drift better. This is how, a lot of the people were just like, look, you need to have as much control of the car as you possibly can. So just turn all the difficulty settings off. Sorry. And it's also incentivized because you get a credits boost uh, from like whatever base credits you get. You get an extra, you know, certain percentage based on what you have on. So I get like 70% extra. So you're playing hardcore, yeah. but you get match made with people who are playing on easy? Um, my AI is... I think just above average. Okay, but like you were playing with George and Jack, so yeah, so like you're playing with other people, and yeah. they don't have to have the same settings as you. No, hmm. so like I could be playing with someone who like has you know like an e- quote unquote easier setup, and like you know still be like matched with them. But you know it depends on who I play with personally too. So is there like a ranked system for races where they would segregate? the matchmaking population based on difficulty? Hmm, that I don't know. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they don't do it based on uh, how difficult you make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you just get, you know, match made with who you get match made with. So, hmm. yeah. Speaking- I kind of figured there would be like a competitive mode. How, do, how does anyone do this game professionally? Is there not like a professional racing circuit for this? Or is it more for Forza 7? I don't, I'd have to look into that because like the, the, which, okay, so this brings in my issue with the game and it's mainly that players suck. So, so there was a mechanic in, in three, it was called the head to head where you would drive against like a, it was called the, you know, a friend's driver tar. So your friend actually isn't driving the car. You could like roll up on them and be like, Hey, you want to race? And then you race and the head to head is how you would progress in the street racing part of the game. Um, so now it looks like the head-to-head is just when you're engaging with people in your instance of Forza 4. Remember, because now this time, any players that you see are actual players. Right. Um, they, it has an auto-ghost feature, so that way you can never crash into someone when you're playing like that. Um, you only can crash into people when you're in a convoy with, like, a in a convoy with people that you invite in. Like when I'm playing with Jack or with George. Um so, you know, you can do head-to-head and, you know, race and then whoever wins, whoever wins. But what sucks about it is that you can, like, take a shortcut in the head-to-head. You can just be like, I'm going to just drive through the hills and the forests and the trees to get there and not take the road. You can do that. And that can just be, like, way, way quicker than taking the road, which sucks. Because it's like, I'm doing a head-to-head. I want to race on the road. Like, that's what the point is. And so a lot of times when you're, like, racing online, you could just... You just be matched with a bunch of shitheads. I mean, I I know like when you're like doing like the looking for group feature with random people, you can be like, you know, clean racing only. But, you know, it's that's like the one thing I'm just like, ugh. I just like welcome to all video games. Yeah. Like it was like when you add that on. I just I feel like you can just be like, yo, 
if you do like a head to head, like something can be put in place where it's just like you have to stay on the road. Yeah, that seems like a patch. Yeah, that. that I feel like that, enough people are going to start complaining about it. Yeah, it seems like a pretty big deal. Can you not progress in the street racing without wins? I, I, that's how it was in Horizon 3. I haven't been doing the street racing series in this game yet. I really wanted to just get through all the showcases so that way I could, like, you know, have, like, the rest of the game open to me. Got it. Um, so we'll see. I have to dig into that. There's so, there's so much I have to dig into. I'm really excited. And yeah, I think I've talked everyone ears off enough. Last thing, because maybe someone's listening and is like, oh my God, I love Forza Horizon 4. It's great. I don't know. If you're out there, and you want people to play with, I'm trying to get a group together. Have I become that guy? I you are definitely asking a podcast to who who knows who listens to it. Who knows? <laughs> if you are into group I, I want to do the group stuff. Into group play. I want to do the group play. I want to do my Forza Horizon raids. Okay. Okay. So hit us up. How many people do you need? I think we could use like a couple more. I want a team. I want a team bigger because six is the the size that you need. But I want other players in case you know folks aren't on. You got to make the team bigger. Anyway, recruiting we, into Bones of Feet from Forza. That's right. Interesting. I'm just expanding the brand. Wow. Uh, you know we have our contact page at gamerfriendspodcast.com, or you can find us at gamerfriendspod on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm I'm very serious. Please hit us up. He's very serious. About I'm this. so serious. Um, okay, talk about Odyssey. <laughs> Hoo chow. Um, in the very first episode of Game of Friends, I went on at length about Origins. You I did. Lo- I loved it. It was such a different take on Assassin's Creed. They really witchified the series. Like, we get it, right? Right. This is like, it took what was great and came as close to perfection as I think we are going to see from an Assassin's Creed game. Mm. I think the only thing that could make this better is if this environment was replicated somewhere else. And I will say there are strong hints that we are headed to Japan next. Ooh. Anyway, I am just completely blown away. Uh, first of all, the graphics are incredible yet again. They were great in Origins. Um, mm-hmm. This is like a little bit of a step up. It just makes it look a little bit nicer than Origins, enough that I can notice. Right. But not so much that it's like a different game. It's very clearly a lot of the same engine, same assets even, probably. A lot I mean, of the same that, terrain. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's They're still close. the Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah, like, we think of Egypt and Greece as being very different places, but... They're not. No. Um, and in fact, you know, because of Greece, o- Greek occupation. Oh, yeah. You were killing Greek people. <laughs> yeah. Like, you in know, origins. I it, forgot. it literally is a lot of the same assets. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the same vibe very much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. However, enough of it is different that it feels completely fresh and completely new. I kind of didn't realize what the terrain of Greece was. And so it's been really eye-opening for me to be exploring the world. They did a fucking phenomenal job recreating the peninsula. There is so much to do in every single location every single day that, Mm. you know, it, it... 
for the first few days, I tried to do all of the stuff. And I realized that if I wanted to progress in the story, that I wasn't going to be able to play the game the way that I kind of played Origins. Right. I played Origins in such a way that I kind of you know, got to a new area and then I did as much as possible in that area. And then I did the story missions for the area and then I moved on. Mm-hmm. And like, if, if I move, if I was asked by the game to move on before I was done, I would double back and go and just, you know, collect all of the question marks and do all the side missions, blah, 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 blah. And I very much cleaned the map as I went. Right. You're kind of crisscrossing Greece in this. It's not a linear um approach to the map and so because of that uh it's a lot harder to do and then also as i mentioned it's so dense mm. around every corner there's something going on and i'm not just talking about you know the the backdrop which is the peloponnesian war so there are two major factions there's the spartans and there's the athenians Just like in Origins, there's also bandits, and then there's mercenaries. There's just so many different groups of people walking around. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've done it in such a way that you kind of are just a normal person. Uh, Mm. At certain points in Assassin's Creed games, everywhere you went, you were identifiable. And so you couldn't, like, walk into the middle of a base without getting attacked. There are certain places that are still off limits to you in this game, but for the most part, you're more freely able to move around because you are essentially taking work from both sides. One of the major components of the game is this like region system where either Sparta or Athens is in control. And you, as you know, your character can go in and destabilize the region by killing soldiers of a certain city-state. Uh, burning supplies, uh, stealing treasure, and then eventually you can find and assassinate the local leader. And then if they're weak enough, you can trigger a big battle that you choose whose side you fight on. So if you like completely decimated uh, the Athenians somewhere, you could then go and fight on their behalf and you know push back the Spartans, even though you just did a lot to help the Spartans. Or you can fight with the Spartans and try to take over the area. And you get rewards differently based on what side you're taking in the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, there's a mercenary system. On top of that, there's another big, bad secret organization that you're taking down with quite literally three times as many bosses as in Origins. Wow. It's just like, it's fucking overwhelming, all the different things that there's going on. And, uh, you know, it's not just the people. It is inhabited by a lot of both docile and predatory animals. There's bears running around, there's boars running around, there's wolves running around, there's lynxes running around, other kind of like wild cats and shit. Like, even the chickens are attacking people, and (laughs) people are like losing the fights because there are just, you know— Too many chickens. If you're not being attacked by a person or you're not going to attack a person, you're either being attacked by or going to attack an animal. And it just completely covers the map. All of my favorite features are back. 
Um, you know, a lot of them have just been improved upon. Uh, I mentioned the mercenary system, which is brand new in, in this game, but really does build off of, you know, kind of the rough draft or so of Origins. The bow is still very much in play, although they definitely do tweak how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the best addition, in my opinion, is a full-on RPG system. So Origins really set the stage for this, but this time there's not just, you know, unlockables for your character to learn new things. There's actually assignable abilities. Mm. And you can only assign so many abilities. I'm at the point in the game where I now have access to two wheels of abilities, which I think implies that there can be more wheels of abilities. So kind of like in Grand Theft Auto, when you tab out and you see the big wheel of all of your weapons and you can choose from them. Yeah. It's a different thing than that, but kind of similar. So you can still use all these things that you're unlocking. And different uh, attacks are going to be you know, better in different situations. For instance, I'm sure everyone who's been paying attention to this game has seen the Spartan Kick, which can actually one-hit KO incredibly powerful enemies as long as you kick them off a cliff, which there are a ton of them because it's Greece. That makes sense. (laughs) So the geography is conspiring with the environment, which is conspiring with the humans, which is conspiring with the gameplay mechanics to just bring you this perfect pie of a game. (laughs) All right. just so good. And these are just my initial impressions. I am just getting to Athens. I'm probably... I can't be any more than a quarter of the way through the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Which is explicitly intertwined in your choice to play either Alexios or Cassandra. Mm-hmm. It literally is part of the plot. Like what which one you decide. Everything about it is just so good. They thought it they thought of everything. It it's it's a system that makes so much sense. There are still some things that I would say I have critiques of, but I'm going to wait until next week when we kind of talk about both games more in depth. We're going to have had our hands on them for a lot longer. Um, you know, those are really just my initial impressions. You know, I like I said, I have some critiques, including some of the voice acting, some of the writing. Uh, but in terms of the actual game itself... I really uh, did not expect it to be this good. Mm. And I expected it to be phenomenal. Like, I knew it was going to be great. And I was just thinking, oh, it's just going to be another Origins. But it's even better. And I'm fucking thrilled. I'm so excited. All right. So, yeah, next week we'll check in on uh, both of these games and probably a few more things. Um, But I think now you're going to play some music. Take us to the next section. I think I am. I'm very excited. Yes, and the fans. Exactly. So, uh, I hear you have something for us today. Oh, yes. It is my very first essentially solo produced. Oh, my God. So, you got his NPR voice on. Ugh. Narrative segment. Ugh. About my little brother and my other little brother, who's Aww. not actually my brother. Right. Well, don't spoil the surprise. Okay, sorry. 
Jeez. You just want to let it play? Yeah, let's get into it. I have a complicated family history. I have a ton of siblings, probably a literal ton if you added us all up. My biological dad alone had seven kids, and my mom and stepdad had four. You might get to meet some of my other siblings at some point, but today I'm featuring Calvin, my littlest brother. Fun fact, he is a twin on my mom's side. See, I'm a twin, but I'm, I'm definitely the older twin. How much older are you? By like a couple minutes. Wait, like, do you actually know? Because I know it's a couple minutes, but like, what is it actually? It's two minutes. Two minutes? Really? Yeah, two minutes. It's not very many minutes. Yeah, it's not a lot, but it's definitely older. I have a sort of distant relationship with all of my siblings. I was a loner for a while. I didn't have any other siblings living with me until I was 10 years old, when my mom and stepdad got married. And I didn't meet my brothers and sisters on my biological dad's side until I was nearly 18. When it comes to my family, I still kind of am a loner. I'm the only one in New York. Everyone else lives in Florida on both sides. I don't really know much of the ins and outs of daily life for my siblings, just the big picture. I've been meaning to work on that, and you might be able to tell that this was kind of an attempt. My name is Calvin. My gamertag is SSJ3Goku, and my age is 17. So what's going on with you right now? Not a lot, to be honest. I'm just trying to get through my senior year of high school and get into colleges, stuff like that. How's that going? Um, it's actually pretty good. I've been trying my ass off, um, trying to get my grades up. And uh, I've got accepted to a college so far, but I'm still applying to different places. Wait, I didn't know you got accepted to somewhere. Where did you get accepted? Uh, Palm Beach State College. It's pretty much like the highest acceptance rate, but... I don't know. With the GPA like mine, I'm almost guaranteed to get in, so it's not really that big of a surprise. Clearly, I need to call more. Anyway, this story isn't about the relationship that we have right now. This story is a little bit bigger than that. It's about the relationship that both of us have to video games and how a complete coincidence had a massive impact on my little brother's life. How often do you play basketball? I'd say pretty much Monday through Friday, like at least an hour. What about the weekend? The weekends, I spend most of my time playing 2K, to be honest. So I guess I could say I'm pretty much playing basketball 100% of the time. I don't remember you playing a lot of basketball uh, when you were younger. I actually didn't like sports at all when I was younger. It just came around recently that I started enjoying sports, both football and basketball. So so what changed? Well, near the end of my freshman year, I remember that 2K16 came out. And like, I didn't like sports back then. So I didn't, I wasn't really interested in playing it. But I remember I came home one day and you had gotten the game. And so it downloaded on my Xbox. And I thought to myself, I don't really like sports games that much because I wasn't great at Madden and I barely ever played 2K. So I was like, you know what? Why not let me just try it out? Because I didn't have any other game to play that day. 
So I tried it out a little bit and I sucked to begin with. I was, that was garbage. Um, and then I just kept playing because it seemed like it could be fun, but I need, I knew I had to get better at it. And so I kept playing and kept playing. I kept grinding. And as I kept getting better at it, I started falling in love with the game of basketball. And I didn't know how it would translate to me playing basketball in real life, but me and Jake would go out to the hoop that we had in the neighborhood at the time, and we would go and play. Just to jump in here, Jake is my other little brother, Calvin's big brother. And he always destroyed me because he was bigger and taller than me. Um, and I was just garbage to begin with, so it wasn't really that fun for me to begin with. But <laughs> I wanted to continuously get better, just like I was getting better at the actual game itself. Um and because of that, I kept playing basketball and it translated into me being better at the game and me being better in real life. And it was just kind of fun to look at, I guess. So it was a feedback loop. Yeah, pretty much. The more that I played 2K, the more I liked basketball and the more I wanted to play basketball in real life. And the more I played basketball in real life, the smarter I got at playing basketball, the better I did in the game. And the better I did in the game, the better I got in real life, which was kind of cool. So before this, really, you didn't play sports games, but now I feel like all you really play uh, when I see you online is sports games. Um, what kind of games did you play when you were younger that you don't really play as much anymore? So whenever I do want to play with like my friends that play the old games that I play, like Halo and Call of Duty, uh, Fortnite just came out, and I started got it, I got addicted to that, and all my friends want to play that with me too. Um, it's just, I liked shooter games back then, and now I'm more of a basketball player, so I just play basketball a lot. I can attest to that. We spent so many hours playing Halo back in the day. My mom really didn't appreciate all the violence and gore, and when she figured out that I was letting them play something that was definitely far above their age level, I got in quite a bit of trouble. But he tells me that he hasn't completely given up the ghost, so I'm okay with that. It's not that I really don't play them as much anymore. It's just since I'm constantly obsessed with 2K and I want to like get better at 2K, become like a 99 overall, which is the best in the game. Um, I just don't have a lot of time for it. So you know that it wasn't me who bought 2K. So yeah, I, I knew that it wasn't you. Um, I knew that you didn't really like basketball that much so <laughs> it was kind of surprising when i saw the game was downloaded on my xbox so That's i assumed that it was one of your friends and i remember asking you and you told me that it was, it was akeem and so yeah yeah man my name's akeem game attack apex red three four three and i'm 24 which means I'm closer to 30. What? I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you are six years away from 30. You yeah, are as, six years. <laughs> you too are close. as close to 18 as you are to 30. It's too close. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I'm starting 30 next year. I know you're like inside, you're dying in a pit of <laughs> darkness. As you can tell, Hakeem and I are very close. We've known each other for over 10 years at this point, and a lot of it has been a very older brother, younger brother kind of relationship. The kind of relationship that I think I would have had with my other brothers and sisters if we were a little closer in age and a little closer in geographic proximity. 
I'll let Hakeem explain how we know each other. We met through an after-school program. Yeah. It's called Street Squash. And you were a freshman. You were like maybe 17 or 18, right? You were probably 18. And I just started the eighth grade. And you were a tutor. Like, I was one of those kids who, like, didn't really do their work. Like, I know how to do it, but, like, I was just like, I don't want to do it. One of those type of kids. And then you started tutoring me. And you were like, hey, one, you know, I can, like, just, like, help you out in general. Um, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then you started, like, coming by more. Um, and then eventually they had, like, a mentoring program. And then you started mentoring me ever since then. The mentorship program was pretty casual. Mostly, I was still helping Hakeem with his homework, making sure that he was doing well in school, and, to be frank, keeping him out of trouble. And then you started bringing me on campus. I met some of your friends. Um, And then after that, we were just, like, hanging out regularly um, on the weekends. And you lived in Gramercy at the time, right? (laughs) Yeah. I did. Yeah, you lived in Gramercy. Um, And then... You would, like, leave for long periods of time and then come back where we all stayed in contact until even all throughout high school. And then, like, every once in a while, you would come back to New York until, like, you eventually um, got a place in Brooklyn. This was over five years ago, or about the midway point of our relationship so far. Definitely before Calvin ever downloaded 2K when our systems were still game-sharing. However, as I was about to find out, basketball meant something very different to Hakeem than it means to Calvin. Hakeem, how often do you play basketball? Physical basketball? Maybe once a year. (laughs) (laughs) With my best friend, when he comes uh, up from school, he likes to shoot around. But other than that, I never really played all that much. I used to play... um, once in a while, like, little, like, pickup games in, like, middle school when I was at the park in Harlem because basketball courts are literally everywhere in New York City. So me and my best friend would just go to the courts and we would just play pickup with other kids. But actual playing all the time, no, not nearly as much. So how often do you play basketball virtually? Virtually, I would say almost every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I got 2K when... I got an Xbox One because the last gen, the last, the first game that came out for Xbox One was 2K14. And I didn't get an Xbox until two, um, 2016. But I've been playing 2K since 2009. Yeah, but I don't, I play it virtually every day, although there'll, there'll be periods of time where I don't play for a very long time, either because I didn't have the console at all or waiting for the next 2K. To come out. But if you have the console, you're playing 2K. Yeah. Last I heard, you weren't even going to buy this year's because you were so mad about the microtransactions. It wasn't not, it was, yes, it was microtransactions and also the, as I said before, like the bugs and the glitches that were in 2K16 and a lot of them transferred over to 2K17. And then I also heard a bunch of bad things about 2K18. So I was just like, hmm. I'll pass, but I ended up buying it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen you logged on, and you are absolutely playing 2K19. Which I waited, though, because, although I didn't wait that long, but. So, like, like if you you pre-order the game, 
you get to play early. If you pre-order the like the gold legendary edition, you get to play four days early before the regular standard edition drops. And then where really can uh finally get in on. Um yeah, I, I thought it was just ridiculous they were selling the legendary edition for a hundred dollars when you get the extra forty dollars that was tacked onto it was just for you to get VC. So please explain so in, what you're talking what is VC? VC is virtual currency. So you pay for it to get virtual currency in the game to buy things. Are there multiple currencies in NBA 2K? It's just VC. So there's experience and there's V and there's VC. The experience you can that you actually you use the VC also to buy experience. What? For your stats, yes. That makes sense? Ex- run through the whole thing. Okay, so for example, right? $40 equals 100,000 VC. And so you have 100,000 VC in the game and you use that VC. Let's say you want to boost your layup attribute. You would pay like $1,000, 1,000 VCs for like one point on your on your uh, layup. Okay. So like a layup is an attribute. Let's say your layup pack is like a 70 and you wanted to get up to like a 99. You'd pay like 1,000 to get it up to like a 75, then you'd pay 2,000. So like the higher you go, the more VC you're spending also. The problem is that like you use VC for everything. Okay, so I know that was a lot of jargon, but I did want to get the point across that this is really a sticking point for Hakeem. It's a big deal that all of these microtransactions are really ruining the experience that he came to love over so many years. That's really not so true for my little brother. Yeah, it's not that I really don't care about the VC. It's just I like the game so much that I'm going to play regardless. I mean, I wish it was easier to grind in the game than me having to play constantly after I finish my homework and get home from school and then play like pretty much 24-7 on the weekends to try and get to a 90 and then to 99. Because you, it's definitely kind of... It's close to being being a pay-to-win game, but obviously you can grind it. It just takes a lot more effort. And I feel like I'm able to put the effort in because I don't have a nine to five job and I just come home from school and I have my weekends off and stuff like that. So, Hakeem, you think that this is some kind of capitalist scheme and you are pissed off. I mean, of course it is, just like any other thing. Um, so as you said, the problem is, is like if you do want to get up to that level of a 99 overall, you literally will probably have to spend hundreds of dollars. That's insane. Microtransactions aside, there was definitely more to their love of 2K than whether or not they had to spend extra money on it. For a game that brought two incredibly different people together in a very abstract way, I thought it was important for the two of them to talk about 2K together on the phone. Calvin, is this the first time that you uh, have been like on the phone with Akeem? The first time I've been on the phone with Hakeem, yeah. But you've met. Yeah, we've met before. They've actually met on a few occasions, most recently being last Christmas, which is when we found out about this whole situation. I think I think I've mentioned it before, but I don't know if I kind of made it a big deal. I think the first time you were like, "Yeah, somebody downloaded 2K. Like, who is this? I know it's not Jordan. <laughs> I remember that." <laughs> 
And I guess, yeah, maybe after like a year or two seeing you the second time, I guess that's when you really fell in love with the game. Calvin might not think this is a big deal, but I really do. I knew that downloading and playing 2K had an impact on him, but what he was about to tell us completely blew my mind. Yeah, it was crazy because I went from someone who was definitely overweight and unhealthy to like, and someone who didn't play sports at all and would just sit in my room playing Xbox and not doing my homework and stuff like that to trying to eat a little bit healthier. So I would be better for when I started actually playing on the basketball team and actually working out and playing basketball and playing bat like playing 2k and everything like that. And because of that, my body structure has changed. Like I changed from like literally a blob to having some like muscle definition and like tone in my body, which is really nice to see. I'm still not at the point where I would like to be, but because of 2k, it's kind of crazy how I went from, um, someone who didn't care about my health to someone who's constantly pursuing and uh, trying to get better in that aspect of my life. See, I wish I had the same uh, kind of mindset in a way. Because, like, I got healthy, but in a way I was, like, kind of, well, getting healthy isn't the right thing to use. But I started to, quote-unquote, change in a way because someone was telling me to. Because I played sports, I was playing like actual playing, playing squash. And then I also played football, really play. And then I would cut school once in a while. And me and my friends would all have 2K tournaments. But I was still like, I would say an athlete, although I didn't play basketball. Um, I started watching a lot more basketball and just being fascinated by the game itself, by watching uh videos of people analyzing actual basketball games and how to improve your like technique although I don't play basketball but I always envision myself playing <laughs> for some reason pretending I was in like the NBA or something and I guess that's why people play 2K 2K is something that you can or just I guess sports games in general because it feels so because it's more of a mimicry of real life than anything else in terms of playing sports yeah i feel like it's easier to imagine than oh i'm suiting up in this crazy high-tech suit and right. shooting a bunch of people then oh i'm playing basketball with three other people on a court facing three other people like i feel like it's, easy, it's easier to put yourself in your uh, player's shoes in 2k or in madden or in fifa than in putting your shoes in say your titans shoes in destiny you know right That's definitely not going to be true for everyone, least of all me. My power fantasy absolutely includes going to space and shooting aliens with huge guns. But that really speaks to the power of this medium. It's games that allow us to do all of these different things, that allow us to escape and be completely different people, or allow them to impact our lives in a very real way. I was so happy to hear my brother tell this story. I spend so much time worrying about the role that I'm playing on my little brothers and sisters, and I never thought a video game could be a big part of who they are today. Yeah, I feel like it was just a stroke of luck, honestly, or like just chance. 
that Akeem was like, oh yeah, let's just download 2K this year, you know? And not knowingly changing someone's life in the process, it's just really cool to think about. Because most people associate games with, oh, you're slacking in school and you're putting off all these other things that you can do, be doing with your life. But in reality, gaming can, you can make friends through gaming, you can change someone's life potentially by gaming. And that's what happened to me, which is pretty cool. So what do you think? It was very cute. You did a very good job. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, and and you know, I'm gonna look into seeing what my next one's gonna be about. All right. Gotta figure it out. Word. Well, that was a show. That was indeed a show. Another long show. Uh, eh, shorter. <laughs> We're working on it. It's a pro- it's it's a work in progress. Uh, thank you for listening. And no matter what length. We decided to drop in the feeds of your favorite podcast platforms. Speaking of your favorite podcast platforms, be sure to rate and review, rate and review, and tell your friends. And tell your friends and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Jordan. Have they already subscribed? Um, t- I just you know. assume you get to the end, you subscribed. You can't assume. Anything in the podcast landscape. Sorry. Companies are folding. Apple's charts are not correct. It's the wild, wild casts of America. I... All right. We will see y'all in two weeks. <laughs> two <Deuces. laughs> <laughs>